0: So much for room tone. Hi, <laughs> Hi Emily. Hi. <laughs> my cat has, is taking roughly 45 minutes to settle in. He found a toy.
1: <laughs> oh. So I, he was like trying to pick it up with his paw. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, well, that's adorable. It has like, it's not a toy, really. It was a little ornament that he promptly ripped the head off of because it was in the same bag as something that had catnip in it. Oh, God. It's so, dead. Oh, yeah. Hundo. <laughs> Um, he had that thing fucked up in like less than a day. <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty cute, though. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh. Uh, we're back. We're back. we freaking back. Ooh, COVID. Ah. Ooh, COVID. I didn't have it. Yay. You were very tactful in your message to the people um, and did not say <laughs> which one of us had been <laughs> exposed. Um, but it was me. <laughs> and look. Like, we did our best out here, and yeah. sometimes you just want to film a sketch, and the person who comes over to film a sketch has COVID, and you didn't know. <laughs> and neither did they. It's not her fault. Like, she told us as soon as she heard, and then we told anybody else we'd seen. <laughs> and then, you know, it turned out she wore a mask the whole time she was in our house. We wore a mask anytime we weren't on camera, and so we did not get it. Masks fucking work. Weird. Yeah, it's weird how that works. Also, we ate cupcakes that she made for that sketch, (laughs) so we hella could have had COVID. (laughs) But were they good cupcakes? They were good, actually. I, you know, I'm. I don't. It was a box mix. Were they better than my cupcakes? No, bench. You know they weren't. (laughs) It was a box mix that she made for a sketch. Like you know, yours are gonna be better. Just saying. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. You have not, to your knowledge, been exposed directly yet. No. Good for you.
1: I don't see people anymore. (laughs) I just like, I don't. Unfortunately, that makes you good. Like, that's a good thing. I was like, I've done such a good job self-isolating that nobody asks me to go anywhere anymore. (laughs) Which is like, great. It's fine. That's fair. Just gonna be an old spinster in my apartment with my two cats and not seeing anybody. The only one who doesn't get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Kat still goes to see people. And that's
0: fair. She might get it to you. Well, look, hopefully not. I don't know everybody she sees. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully not. She's
1: been very careful, but also, like, you can't trust everyone. You can't control every variable, like people's families. Yes. Yeah, you for really sure. can't trust people's family. Super duper can't. Anyone over the age of forty-five is instantly not trustable. <laughs> I'm just saying
0: because they just don't. They, they just, just they don't. struggle with the all of it. I also have a hard time with people under the age of twenty-five
1: because yeah. they're just
0: they know they're indestructible.
1: Yep. So they I, know if they get it, it's just going to be like a bad flu. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Exactly. And um, then they'll be fine. Yep. And you know maybe and they'll
0: then get they'll it. go back out to the bars. Maybe they'll get it more than once. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter.
1: Because they're at the bars. It's
0: a bad flu. I get to skip class for a while. Yeah. no, We just had, I just read something. This is sad, but like we just had another person die in our community of COVID. And it was the first person who was under the age of 60, mm. which I was not aware of. This person was between 50 and 59. Still an older person, but younger than everybody else who has died so far, which is exactly why like we're not seeing any, anybody give a shit. Yeah in the the typical bar crowd cuz they're all 23 and they don't fucking
1: care. It's good. Everything's fine. I was in the pipe dream of life mm. for Christmas cuz like I don't go home to like family or anything. So I always try and do something a little fun. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go to Canada to see a friend and we were basically just going to stay in her apartment maybe go up to a mountain for New Year's yep. and not see anyone. And then, you know, be in her apartment, not seeing anyone. And they are doing a four week lockdown. Uh, like Plus the border just, is still closed. So like, I was like, mm, like Canada is doing a four week. No, lockdown? her oh. area. Okay. Oh man. Or city. That sucks. Yeah. That's really rough. But like, I didn't buy the plane ticket cause like the border was still closed. I'm like, this isn't, This isn't going to happen. This probably isn't going to happen. America doesn't have their shit together. Right. If I were Canada, I also wouldn't want to let Americans in right now. Right. At least you, yeah, at least you didn't invest that. Yeah. Knowing. We just
0: last night, because we were supposed to go to Florida. Mm. We just last night talked to my parents and we were like, we're not going to do it. So we're not going anywhere either. (laughs) (laughs) This was the first, it's my dad's, my dad was the most broken up. It's his favorite thing to do all year. Mm. I think he just likes to leave for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we've never gone with, it's never worked out. We've never had the time off. We didn't want to miss Christmas, yada, yada, yada. This time it was like, well, I don't want to see half my family for Christmas anyway. Yep. That's a dumb thing to be doing. Yep. And like Jake finally has the time off. I am currently between jobs. It was like literally the time, the time to do it. And then like, we just, we just can't, it doesn't, it's not the right thing to do. It's just not. It's terrifying so yeah i know so here here we both are
1: here we both are i have a week off between
0: christmas and new Year's. so does jake <laughs> <laughs> but i have it canceled because i'm like fuck it
1: no, no do it
0: take your i'm staycation. taking the time yes that is
1: that is a nothing so i can spend more time alone in my apartment i can, can do, do anything, anything. <laughs>
0: Here, here we are. Here we, here we are. are. But we have, we have come back together to do mm-hmm. this. Our lovely uh-oh. Yeah. And um, I think we're both pretty excited about our stories. I'm excited to hear about yours. Ah. Uh. Well,
1: I'm <laughs> excited about mine, and I'm worried about yours. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's more appropriate. Okay, that's fair. And I what? did, um, in the spirit of something naughty and something nice. My Ooh. story is naughty, and the beverage is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not being horrible to ourselves, but we are trying. Yeah, something we were new. almost horrible. Right. But I didn't want to spend $23 on Bud Light Seltzer. I so. mean,
0: for real. What the fuck <laughs> like, is that? Come on. They Who do you think you are? They shouldn't sell it in amounts where it will cost that. Yeah. That's a stupid amount
1: to ask no. somebody. No. <laughs> Literally was it like a twenty-four pack? Do you I remember? think it was like sixteen or twenty-four. Ugh. But they didn't have like a smaller one. And I, then like the Cores light was like sixteen bucks, and I'm like,
0: if it's who do you think you are? If it's a twenty four pack, I've never paid a dollar for a Bud Light anything. <laughs> a true. dollar? It's true. Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> so right. I got the Truly lemonades. They have mango, black cherry, strawberry, and then regular lemonade. I'm doing a strawberry. And they're all pretty tasty. I have a mango. Let me see I can't open it. Oh, I got God. this. It's fine. Right, I'm waiting. That was oh, a good. lot. <laughs> dink it from so far away Yeah, like we're we very are, far away we from are each other. socially distanced <laughs> we, do. we really are yeah <laughs> oh there it is mm, mm-hmm. that's good mhm no, that's you. nice mm-hmm. that's nice i have no fucking clue who
0: goes first
1: i don't know do you want to be mad or excited first i guess do you want to end on a mad note usually yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is i actually just remembered we our last one was our spoopy episode. Oh. You went first, so you should go second, mm-hmm. technically anyway. And just because we love to be mad <laughs> at the end when we can say, okay, goodbye. <laughs> 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 all right. That means that I am telling you a story first. Okay, I'm, I'm excited. Drink. Please do.
1: This person, I think, would probably approve. That's all I've done during COVID. <laughs> Although I haven't put these jeans on for like eight months and they still fit. So I'm like, I'm doing fine. That's What's not up? bad.
0: That is not What's happening up? to me. I definitely have pants that I put on the other day and was like, "Oh no, <laughs> these do not." <laughs> it's that TikTok. Oh
1: no, <laughs> Oh, no.
0: <laughs> um. Uh oh. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So, um, you remember that guy you told me about? Um, hard, hard jack-a? You remember when you, did, remember when you did hard jacka? I do. <laughs> I, um, I loved him. He sticks with me. He lives in my heart now.
1: Mm. Um, your I, heart jacka? In my... <laughs> <laughs> he's, Pretend it worked. He's jacking my heart. Yep. There we go.
0: <laughs> um, I'm resting. I feel like this person should meet him. I just feel like they should know each other. Okay. Even though they're in very different like time periods, I think. <laughs> this guy was like a while ago, right? Yeah. Heart, heart yeah. jacka was a yeah. while. Yeah. This guy's a little more contemporary. A little. World War II. But he's, he lived till the now times, almost. Okay. So, this is a story, weirdly, about a man named uh, Jacqueline H. Lucas. Okay. A.K.A. Mr. Immortal. Hello, Mr. Immortal. <sighs> so, yes, he was born, um, Jacqueline. Typically, a more feminine name goes by Jack, for the most part. So, sure. I'll just call him Jack. He was born on February 14th, 1928. In Plymouth. Valentine's Baby. Exactly, a Valentine's Baby. Um, it was in Plymouth, North Carolina. Uh, his parents were working class people. His father, Louis Harold Lucas, he was a tobacco farmer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for that area. Solid The Carolinas here. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline went by Jack. Like I said, he was known to beat up kids who made fun <laughs> of him for having that name. Fair. Um, <laughs> And sadly, when Jack was 10 years old, his father died suddenly. His father was 45. This hit both Jack and his mother unnamed everywhere for some reason. I'm so sorry, Jack's mother. I really wish I knew your name. Because like literally the guy who dies has a name. This woman who lives to be 94 years old doesn't have a name in any of these stories. Great. Everything's fine. Jack's mother never remarried um this hit her very hard and jack as well jack began to act out um in the way that you would like if it's like the 20s and you're a kid so kind of like a little adult already um smoking fighting he's 10 like <laughs> who cares who can stop him <laughs> <laughs> who can no one that's kind of the point of the story no one can stop this man from doing whatever he wants oh god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um his mother has a hard time handling him. He's not handling his own emotions well and because of his behavior she just decides to enroll him at the Edwards Military Institute in Salemburg, North Carolina.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can't fix it. Put him in the military. <laughs> Send him off to the military. Somebody to fix else's it. problem.
0: Right. Now it should be, you know, noted that this is a military academy. It mm-hmm. is not yet enlisting in the military, but it does teach things that the military would like you to know in order to be a good enlisted person. For when you enlist. (laughs) Right. So, it should be noted, um, he goes in, or I think he's like 11 or 12 when he actually goes in. Um, By the age of 14, Jack was 5'8 and 180 pounds of muscle. He was big. Who? He was a big kid. Holy shit. 14 years old. (laughs) God. Again, we're talking now you know, the the 40s, um, just, you know, scrawny, smaller, shorter people all around. Yeah. He's a big guy. Um, again, larger than most of his schoolmates, easily mistaken for somebody older than himself. He participated in baseball, softball, basketball, boxing, wrestling, horseback riding, trap and skeet shooting, and hunting. <laughs> he excelled at all of them. Sure. Of course he did. He was also a football star, because that's the only sport I didn't mention. And he was also in that. He did football so good that he was uh, named captain of the football
1: team. Well, yeah, he's a big boy. A big goddamn deal for that, uh, that school. Like, I hope they made him a fucking linebacker. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> so he can just, like, square up with some scrawny kid. Probably just, just mowing. Like, yeah, Just put
0: people down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, he earned the overall rank at the school of cadet captain. It honestly, like he probably would have, you know, he could have left school and become like a famous athlete. He Mm -hmm. was really good at a number of things. Or he could have enlisted in the military and just done a regular military career Um, when he turned 17. That was, you know, at the time that was enlistment age. Uh, However, when Jack is 14, it is 1942. Uh Oh. So (laughs) for anybody who doesn't know anything about history literally at all... Um, that There's is a little sp-
1: thing called uh, World War Two, um,
0: the second one.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the, the sequel. First one, the second
0: one, World War the Squequel. Yep, is happening. It's been happening for a couple of years. America um, is now fully involved. Exactly, <laughs> Pearl Harbor happened. <laughs> exactly, literally just the previous year, December nineteen forty one, the Jack- Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, and we were in it. Yep. We'd been avoiding We'd been it for kind a bit.
1: of in it, like a little bit. Selling our arms like, and shit. <laughs> here and there, sending some pilots. Mm-hmm. Like, right. People who volunteered to go over and help mm-hmm. there with were, like the RAF and stuff. Right. Yeah, there were pilots Nurses. who illegally
0: uh, went over. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Those are some of my favorites. Listen, I want to hear so much about them. When you want to
0: fly. You yeah. want to fly? And you just you just go and you pr- You just go and do. You commit treason. Yep, <laughs> and you just go you and fly ye- yourself pretty.
1: out of America. <laughs>
0: the RAF instead. Yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yes, by this point though, 1942, we're in it. America's in it. We, we uh, say, were what's pissed. That? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna um, go punch
1: Hitler, <laughs> right? Square in the balls. So imagine you're Jack. You are big. I've always wanted to be tall.
0: Yeah no yeah. yeah put yourself in this yeah. in this guy's shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean it's five eight, which is a little shorter than me, but but not it's bad. still
1: taller than me. Pretty good. <laughs> My feet don't touch the toilet when I'm.
0: <laughs> Close your eyes. Yep. I'm, I'm Jack. I'm five you're Jack. eight. You're big. You're really good at a lot of shit. You're pissed at the world because your dad is dead and you never processed those emotions. Yeah. What's no one grieving. is helping you. What is grieving? It's the forties. And no. Stop having feelings. No one feelings. gets sad. Yeah. So. You you uh, you also might lack the ability to feel fear a little bit. Like, honestly, there's because something... Because what are feelings? There's something wrong with you.
1: Thrill <laughs> seeker. I'm 5'8". I can't be stopped. Exactly. Let's go. And your country is at war. King of the world. What do you do?
0: What do you do now that you're in this person's brain so hard I can
1: see it in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go punch Hitler in the nuts. Yeah. So... Uh, that's right. If I'm fucking fearless, I'm going to go probably onto the fucking front lines. Yeah, uh, that's right. You lie, and do some crazy ass shit. You lie
0: and you lie and you lie yep. and you get your ass into combat. Yep. I remember that he is 14. Yep. <laughs> but he looks 18.
1: Yeah. And they need bodies.
0: Exactly. So on August 8th, 1942, Jack leaves Edward's military institute where he is declared a wall. He doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm going leaves. to war. Bye. He, he catches a ride into town. He br- he bribes a public official to forge documents stating that he is seventeen, and the guy just goes yeah, and then he marches his ass right up to the Marine Corps recruitment center <laughs> in Jesus Norfolk, Christ, Virginia. He to the Marines, the maria. This kid's not going to be just oh, army. I <laughs> like him a little less. <laughs> sorry, sorry about it. You know though that like a person who is willing to do this is like I'm going to be the top tier. Yeah. What I view to be the top tier, which yeah. is the Marines. So. He forges his mother's signature <laughs> on documents stating that he can enlist. Sure. And bada bing, bada boom. He's in. Yeah, boy is on his way to becoming a Marine. Oh, God. He trains at the Paris Island Marine Corps Training Depot in South Carolina. He excels, obviously. I'm shocked. He's doing great. He qualifies, in his rifle training, he qualifies as a sharpshooter, which is not not a big deal. Nope. Um, and he is a full-ass Marine before his 15th birthday. After training, Jack expects to get sent to the front. Because he kicks ass. And why wouldn't you just let him go kill? Yeah. (laughs) So, but this is the military. It's a large system. It's got a lot of bureaucratic bullshit going on. And there's a lot of people. And there's a lot of rules. There's so many rules. And he's brand spanking new. Yeah. So, they keep him at Paris Island. He's very green. (laughs) Yes. They just keep him there. Doing manual labor at Paris Island. Just because, yeah, I mean... Eh, fuck you, kid.
1: (laughs) The kid with the ego is going to die in the first 5 minutes. Like that's like I can guarantee that's what the officers are thinking. Like no. Like, no, nah, nah, not yet. You're not thinking with not your yet. head. You're just Yeah, mad. you just want to go. Mm-hmm.
0: So, this does not fly with Jack, as you can imagine. Cuz he something's a screw is missing. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. It's fine. So, who knows, but the guy's not normal. So, he hitches a ride, he just leaves. He just leaves again. He just leaves. He hitches a ride with fellow officers telling them that his assignment had been a clerical error. And they just go, sure, buddy. He he makes his way to the military base on Pearl Harbor. I want you to remember that he was in South Carolina. (laughs) He's just bouncing around. He had to cross water. he, He bounces around. He does various shit. He makes it to Pearl Harbor, whatever, I guess. Like, did he walk? Like, just walk along the
1: bottom of the fucking ocean. Only
0: Wikipedia said a little bit more about his general travels, but, like, he just kind of kept being like, no, I need to go with you guys now. And people were like, okay. He was probably very charismatic. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, I have my orders. Oh, okay, then, if you have your orders, then I guess we'll just take you where you need to go. (laughs) He's just deserting. (laughs) He just keeps deserting. (laughs) So, he makes it. Um, By this point... Though, the military, probably because he just keeps appearing and disappearing from places, has caught up to their real clerical error, which is that he is not 17 years old. (laughs) He is actually 15, and they're like, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) But also, like you said, they just need guys. Yeah like and he's a fully trained marine and he's willing they can't just yeah and he's big way more than willing
1: <laughs> He is so stupid he's willing. enthusiastically willing yeah. so <laughs> do you have asthma no cool let's go <laughs> get the fuck over here are your legs the same length get in here do
0: you have syphilis <laughs> you do well we would prefer well, that you didn't but like okay just don't sleep with anybody yeah stop stop doing that still need you though so, but they did kind of, they did say, you're you're going to drive the trucks. Like, sorry, buddy. Like, fuck you. Yeah, he's not where he wants to be yet. This is not okay with him. Of course, he's not where he wants to be. He's not kicking Nazi ass. Yeah. So, um, there was part of the story that, like, nobody super expounded upon except for one source, so I didn't, like, add it too much, where, like, he may or may not have just, like, left to go into, like... Honolulu at one point and just like (laughs) talked to ladies and then was court-martialed and then sent to do hard labor for five months and then came back and was exactly the same. (laughs) So eventually he's just tired of this crap and he leaves his post again. His comrades at the time recall Jack just walking out of the base in a khaki uniform carrying his dungarees and his field shoes like in a roll under his arm and he does not return that evening and he is declared UA, Unauthorized absence. He doesn't return because he has stowed away, like this is a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. He has stowed away on the USS Duel, rightfully aboard that ship. The right people aboard that ship are the 1st Battalion, 26th Marines of the 5th Marine Division. And they are headed to Iwo Jima. For the inva- the, the invasion of Iwo Jima. The, the big one. <laughs> the one we did. This fucker. He's just there. He just hides. He's literally just, like, eating crumbs for a while. For a while. Not the whole time, but for a bit. While aboard, a few things happen. Jack eventually does show himself to the crew when he gets it in his head that he might be, like, they might think he deserted. And he's like, I actually didn't desert. I should probably just say, like, hi, I'm here. (laughs) Introduce myself. Right um he is um he is brought to lieutenant colonel of the lieutenant colonel of the boat and i don't know his name i didn't write it down and that guy goes like oh, fucking seriously <laughs> like <laughs> god damn it dude but they're already halfway across the goddamn and he it. is
1: technically a marine <laughs> he is uh, he's still
0: a marine he's not 17 but he is a marine <laughs> and they are halfway across the pacific and who gives a shit at this point like Yep, I guess, you know what? You can be a part of Captain Dunlap's rifle company as a rifleman. I guess. Fuck. The second thing that happens is that Jack turns 17 on February 14th while still on the boat. <laughs> He's, he is 17 exactly five days before the invasion of Iwo Jima. So technically, technically, <laughs> it's fine. Is it? And he got what he wanted. He had to desert like three times. But he got what he wanted, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this um, with like a take this with a grain of salt because Wikipedia does not mention this as a, a thing, but several other sources did. It's a fun tidbit. Forty thousand troops descended on Iwo Jima on February 19th, 1945, and because Jack wasn't supposed to be there, he had no weapon, mm-hmm. and they didn't give him one. Yep. So he went in with fists and everyone else has guns, like, I'd be shitting. (laughs) Like, it's a, this a gunfight. This is a gunfight, and you don't have a gun.
1: Also, morbidly, somebody's going to die near him.
0: You are still in Jack's brain. (laughs) That's exactly what happens. (laughs) He just waits until enough people are firing, and somebody drops next to him. If I'm a
1: sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Right, if you're just there to kill. You just have to be patient. Yeah, somebody's gonna die near me and drop their gun. It's
0: 100% what happens. He gets a gun pretty fast. Yeah. Not even a problem. Yeah. So um, he and three other riflemen are together under Captain Dunlap. And when the battle begins in earnest, like, again, he takes a rifle off another man and just fucking goes to it. And on the second day of combat, I believe, sources are bullshit, but I believe on the second full day of combat, Jack and the three other surviving soldiers that he just finds... Launch an attack on a Japanese machine gun nest. It's got is stocked with weapons, yep. and when they get there, motherload. They, oh yeah, absolutely. They're like, oh shit, we gotta destroy it. Like we're gonna take and destroy everything here, but they find it empty of actual Japanese soldiers, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So you see what happened was that part of the Japanese tactics in Iwo Jima and possibly elsewhere. I don't know enough about it. I wish I did. Um, is to have like this complex network of tunnels Mm. that they had dug that they can travel in and take cover in. So they're hard to find, and also they can just kind of pop up out of nowhere (laughs) because they don't... (laughs) No one else knows these network of tunnels, but they do. So uh, Jack and the three other soldiers get to this this weapons nest and they're like, hey, there's nobody here. That's super weird. And then behind them, they just hear 11 dudes cocking guns because they've just come up from the goddamn ground <laughs> and they're like, gotcha, bitch. So guns start firing immediately. Everybody's shooting. Jack's gun gets off one good shot. Um, the second time he goes to shoot, though, the gun jams. Sure. And, you know, maybe he picked that one up from the mud. <laughs> it's a little bit dirty. (laughs) But either way, he's trying to clear the jam while everybody is still firing sort of over his head when suddenly a grenade (laughs) is lobbed into the nest where him and his comrades are taking shelter. And Jack is closest to it, and he is the only one who sees it at first. And he yells either grenade or take cover, and he immediately jumps on it. At that point... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is fucked up, in the intervening seconds before it explodes, Jack notices a second grenade. <laughs> like, they were both tossed in, and he only saw the first one, and he jumps on the first one, and then he goes, oh shit, there's another one. And he grabs it with his fucking hand, and he pulls it underneath his chest. Now he's got two. And then he just waits. So, as noted in uh, the story about Jack in military.com, um... <laughs> <laughs> A Type 97 fragmentation grenade is a 16-ounce metal ball um, stuffed with uh, 65 grams of TNT and a five-second time detonation mechanism. Oh, So these things... Do not, like, if you've seen a lot of movies where grenades go off, sometimes they're accurate and sometimes they're not. It's not like the big, fiery inferno that, like, lights up the air around it. No. The thing that's deadly about it is the shrapnel. Yep. (laughs) That's why people jump on them. Exactly. Like, Mm because otherwise it's not really worth it. If it's just going to explode everything around you, like, your body isn't going to stop that. No, but but you're there to block the
1: shrapnel. Exactly.
0: Um, As this, as military.com, that, the article I have (laughs) says... Um, you ever wonder why grenades look like pineapples? It's because when the bomb goes off, the little each little section of the pineapple morphs into a bullet, firing off in random directions. It ain't pretty. Yep, grenades um, are fucked up. Uh, like, like, just no. let's not with some of this really horrible die yeah. slow shit. Um, mm. It's bad, and this is the reason why this is hero shit yep. to throw your body onto one of these because it's like it might be a quick death, but it also it probably might not. won't. It also super might not. Um, Like that's why, like the Captain America movie. Yeah. Like they literally decide to make Steve Rogers Captain America because he throws himself on a grenade without a second goddamn thought, and also he's so little (laughs) that thing would have gone right through him. (laughs) Yep. But that's like that is hero shit for sure. That is seen as a hugely selfless act to Mm -hmm. just do without a second thought, and he does it with two. So in seconds, one of the grenades goes off, doing all the damage that we just talked about. Tens of thousands of tiny shards right into Jack's chest, t- whole torso, his right arm, and his face. Um, the other grenade, still in his hand, does not go off. It just doesn't go off. DUD! Yeah. Like, crazy, though. What a fucking time, though. <laughs> it's crazy that, like, even the other grenade doesn't set that grenade off. <laughs> like, they don't. They just don't. Yeah. If that one is a straight-up dud, and that is so lucky. But the first one still hits him pretty good. Yeah. Um, the fight is still raging, uh, and because that sort of thing really does just usually kill somebody outright, like, as soon as that happens to somebody, they just kind of go, yep. well, he's dead. Bye. And then they move the fuck on. They yep. have to. So... His fellow soldiers, like, maybe bolstered by this, or maybe just because they're like, "Oh shit," they win this fight. But either way, once the Japanese soldiers are gone, his fellow soldiers just kind of go, "See ya, Jack." Like, thanks for that, uh, and they leave. But fortunately for Jack, not only is he not dead, duh, this is this podcast, <laughs> he's not even unconscious. <laughs> the fuck? He can't really breathe, and he super can't speak, but he is awake and in the dirt, and he's kind of moving around and struggling. Unfortunately, fortunately, he is found in that state by another Marine who happens by, and that Marine calls a Navy corpsman, which is like the medic. Yep. Um, and the medic treats him and gets him stable enough to move on a stretcher to the beach where they wait for nightfall so they can evacuate. So they're on the other side of the ocean from a true military hospital obviously so jack is treated on a hospital ship that's waiting
1: offshore they're pretty good though the hospital ships are pretty I think good they'd have to be yeah for a major battle like knowing like they wounded like they can't are. do like a heart replacement sure yeah
0: they're not but they they have to be better than what the medics can do yeah
1: although the, the medics in the field some of them could be really good but i'm sure it's just they only have so many yeah. resources yeah you can only carry so
0: much for sure But, yeah, so he is brought to a hospital ship, which clearly was good enough, that he undergoes and survives 21 total operations to remove 250 pieces of shrapnel from his torso, face, and arms, and 200 stay in him. He's still got 200 pieces in him, some of them the size of bullets. Yeah, just in, like, but they were not like Some is like more dangerous to remove it than to leave it. For sure, absolutely, a lot of shrapnel, little pieces of it pierced parts of his just every single organ. Yep. <laughs> so I'm sure you remove the ones that will kill him, and you gotta leave some of them be, or you're cutting up a liver. You know. Yep. It's yeah, it's not worth it. So this is this is Jack Lucas, and so he does not die. He survives that surgery. <laughs> he makes. He makes a full recovery. Like, he's fine. It takes months of rehab, absolutely. But he makes a full fucking recovery. That person, he's not disabled for life, which is insane. That doesn't feel right. He got so lucky. It's nuts. This whole ordeal is what earns Jack the name Mr. Immortal. I named this part Mr. Immortal Rises. (laughs) (laughs) If that one was Mr. Immortal Begins, this is Mr. Immortal Rises. I'm waiting for Mister. Immortal Falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'll get to a fall. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, one cool. second. Cool, cool. <laughs> so, about eight months after the grenade incident, Jack Lucas is presented with the Medal of Honor. Sure. By then President Harry S. Truman. Yep. Um, for those unaware, the Medal of Honor is the highest, most pres- prestigious personal military decoration there is in our country. Um, most people who receive it are not
1: alive yeah. to receive it
0: in person. I was going to
1: say it's normally awarded posthumously because. <laughs> yes. Usually you get it dying in the line of duty to save someone else. You are
0: so self-sacrificing that yeah. you did not make it out of that. Yeah. That's kind of the point. Yeah. For sure. But he, you know,
1: sometimes you are awarded that. Sometimes you are sometimes awarded, you awarded it with breath still in your lungs. Yeah.
0: Like Jack, where he was going to, like, he was obviously facing death yeah. in what he did and was willing to. He took two of them. <laughs> he was like, "Uh oh, gotta get that one too," and pulls a second
1: one. <laughs> like, nom nom. He was hungry, prepared. To- <laughs> hungry hippos.
0: <laughs> with grenades, that's exactly. It. It Just like reaching out. So he was definitely thinking, like, "Oh, I'm gonna die." Yeah. And did it anyway. And that's that's what earns you the Medal of Honor, regardless of whether you live through that or not. So, he um, he also had his uh, desertion mark removed from his service record. Oh. No shit, because he never actually deserted. Just
1: <laughs> He just kind of
0: fucked off in a weird way.
1: <laughs> he just changed his assignment. Yeah. Without
0: he permission. Himself. It's, it's fine. He's fine. He also um, was reappointed. I didn't get to this. I missed it somehow. But he was a private first class on the ship when they found him stowing away. They demoted him to a private. <laughs> And then he was reinstated to a private first class. Um, now that he can
1: legally be in the
0: service exa- and he <laughs> right. almost died. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, yeah. like uh, every, Literally everything is forgiven because God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> this is your one chance, right. buddy. <laughs> it should be noted that at 17, he was and still is the youngest Marine to ever receive this award. Yeah. Fun fact about uh, the Medal of Honor because I just thought this was interesting. I didn't know this. Um, Medal of Honor recipients are automatically eligible for a higher military pension than regular servicemen and women. Um, as of 2018, it was $1,366.81 a month. That's not not an insignificant amount of money. So this should probably be the denouement of this story. Like one guy just survived one big old thing. <laughs> but this is Jack. <laughs> so I'm not quite done. It's not much longer, but I'm not Fuck else does he do?
1: Dude, dude. Jump on another grenade? Dude. Does he take a bayonet to the stomach? Like.
0: Just wait. Catch so the Jeff- atomic
1: bomb. <laughs> throw it back into the sky. He does not Tony Stark
0: this. <laughs> He'd be both Cap and Tony.
1: <laughs> One guy. Their weird fanfic love both- child. Oh no. Oh no. You know what's out there. It, it
0: totally exists, and I'm so upset. Anyway. So no. Jack has uh, seen the action that he wants to see at that point for the most sure. part. He's like kind of like good. He's not as angry. And also it's months of rehabilitation. I'm yeah. sure that just takes it out of you. Yeah. So he goes back um, to school the way he promised his mother that he would. He um, he left school early enough that he didn't do senior high school. So, like, he enrolls in ninth grade as a 17-year-old 200-pound dude with scars and a medal of honor. Like, he's wearing it to his first day of ninth grade. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, I'd wear it everywhere. I don't give a shit. Um, he got through high school, and then he got through college. So he has a degree. And after graduating, he went on a USO speaking tour. I don't know how long that lasted next couple decades are pretty quiet, honestly, by Jack Lucas standards. He's a working guy. He tries his hand at business. Uh, he gets married three times. Sure. Because okay, here's the thing about this guy. He sounds really tough to be around. Yeah. <laughs> like, as his wife, he he's probably not soft or kind. No. <laughs> like, he may, he may or may not have thwarted an attempt at murder by a hitman hired by a second wife, but let's not worry about that. I don't have any information about that, so let's... He claims that. In his autobiography called Indestructible... Taylor. He claims that one of his ex-wives hired a man to kill him. That was stupid of
1: the wife. Right? That's right. really fucking stupid. <laughs> the, thing I... the man held on to two grenades. Yes. The... <laughs> there were Ran into Iwo Jima without a gun.
0: It really was like... It really was like, a lot of the things I read were like, this woman clearly just didn't get the memo from the Japanese. <laughs> like This man cannot be killed by conventional means. <laughs> so yeah, um, all I know is that I guess that happened and it didn't work. Is it bullshit? Maybe. But also, maybe it's true. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Now, we've, we've talked about, it. he seems like a pretty fearless person. I'm pretty sure this, this guy was dropped on his amygdala when he was a child. Probably. But he has one fear. <laughs> He's the guy in the t-shirt in that one meme. One fear and its heights. Which, I mean, okay. But to Jack, having one fear is unacceptable.
1: Oh, my fucking God. Does he jump out of a goddamn plane? So the sources for
0: this story <laughs> is one of them is an in, the infographic show, which I actually kind of enjoy. They have interesting stories, I found um, another one for this show from them. So um, they say this pretty well. (laughs) Quote, to get over his fear of heights like a truly crazed individual, he joined the 82nd Airborne at the age of 40 as a paratrooper. He jumps out of planes for a living to get over his fear of heights. So he's (coughs) on a training jump one day and reportedly neither of his parachutes open. Just they just don't. Neither of them. You got a backup. Still doesn't open. Now, that's not a thing that happens a ton, but it happens to good old Jack. And his team leader at the time said, Jack was the last one out of the plane and the first one to the ground. (laughs) You fall fast when you ain't got no parachute. (laughs) Jack fell 3,500 feet through the air without a parachute. And at the last moment before hitting the ground, he goes into a commando roll onto his back and up onto his feet. That is what he says that he does that lets him survive this. All he says is like, I built stocky and I did a barrel roll. (laughs) So he cannonballed into the ground. Yes, he just kind of went and then like used the rest of the momentum to pop himself up onto his feet. He is literally fine. He has nothing wrong. This is flat as a pancake shit. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. This man has a guardian angel, if those have ever existed, or a guardian demon, <laughs> just helping him. Just
1: like here's the fucking thing. <laughs> My brother was an airborne ranger in the army. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> if your brother heard this, he'd be like, "Fuck that!"
1: <laughs> First of all, the guy's a marine, so he's already like on the shit list.
0: <laughs> Two... <Is> he... <sighs> no. No. Two weeks later, he's he's back in the same plane. He's just doing it again. Sure. Two weeks later, he's doing it again, and it goes fine. This one goes as planned. So he completes his training, and he finishes an entire tour with the 82nd uh, Airborne. <laughs> he earns the rank of captain at 40. <laughs> he also tries to go to Vietnam, and they're like, Jack, no, stop. Enough. You can't go to Vietnam. Enough, Jack. <laughs> you're making us look bad, and also you're kind of old for this. Jack. Jack. So, he does help train troops for Vietnam at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, but that is the last thing that he does. He fully goes back to civilian life. I guess he sells beer for a while. He's just kind of a general dude. So, in 2006, these are the last couple of things. In 2006, Jack was awarded the uh, Medal of Honor flag, because those came out in 2002, and you know, sort of all the way back, they gave people that, um... And in 2008, at the age of 80, Jacqueline Harold Lucas did finally die of leukemia, surrounded by his family. And in 2016, an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer, DDG-125, which is a Navy ship, was christened the USS Jack H. Lucas. And that is the story of Mr. Immortal (laughs) Jacqueline Lucas. I wish you guys could see Emily's face right oh now. Oh my god, she so clearly is like, w- "Fuck this man!" Fuck literally,
1: this man though.
0: <laughs> Not literally. No.
1: <laughs> Not like he, that. He did. You couldn't pay me enough. He might have been alive good looking. or dead. I don't care. No, he might have been good looking. Oh, he
0: scares me. Yes. he that's the thing. Yeah, like, I would be scared to be around him
1: personally. I don't. I don't want to hang out with a dude that ran face first into. Uh, Fucking battle with no weapon. Agreed. Like what is wrong with you? Like a little bit is wrong with you. Like it doesn't
0: have to be much. You can have a perfectly obviously normal life, but something is wrong with you. You don't have the survival instinct. This man is maybe our first survivor
1: who doesn't have survival instinct at all. Yeah. Like he obviously (laughs) wanted to
0: die. Yeah. Like, or at least, yeah, maybe, maybe his final thought before the, the grenades went off was like, I will look so fucking cool.
1: Like, okay. Yeah. Like, just no thought. Chad? Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Like, he is he is. fucking Chad from he's, SNL?
0: He's chatting his way through life. I'm going to... I'm going to go. I'm, I'm bored. I'm, I'm going to go. get on that ship. And okay. I'm going to go to Iwo Jima. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like when somebody's stripping talking... Stripping you of your
0: rank. Okay. So he's giving a monologue about all the shit he's done. And just like Chad, he's just gone. <laughs> he's just like on a ship and it's sailing away. And he's like,
1: okay, bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's... I'm just gonna. Do you agree though that Hart Jack and him would get along? I don't know. Li- I mean, a little bit too crazy for the world, a little bit just like gotta bug up their
1: ass to die. <laughs> like,
0: ugh. Should we
1: harpist noise? Yeah. I guess in honor of Jack, I'll do a special one. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
0: And we're back. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, I'm gonna open. We've switched now. I've got the mango. Yep.
1: I have the strawberry. <laughs> strawberry baby. Are you ready to get mad?
0: Yes, always. I'm. That's my secret. Cap. <laughs> I'm always mad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this.
1: So. Uh, My survivor's name (laughs) is Nikki Gozer. My search history is now wrecked because of this story. (laughs) Absolutely destroyed. Um, So, like, if the NSA is watching, I went from a lot of, like, Black Lives Matter and civil rights stuff to gun activists and, like, conservative... Bullshit. Borderline alt right shit. Oh Awful. yeah, there was some weird ass. Did you put incognito mode on? I didn't even think about it. Like I didn't even think <laughs> about you're it. You just
0: down a rabbit hole, and
1: you're like, oh, I was just fuck. like, did a Google search. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> but with everything that ex- has accelerated over the past couple years, getting worse and worse and worse until. Culminating in June, Uh um, especially with gun rights, civil rights, Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. I don't. We're gonna do it. We're just. We're gonna do it. I'm scared, and we're probably not going to like our survivor. (laughs) And that's okay. I love this because Because we're on their side. She's very much a gun's right activist. One of the articles that like she contributed to or like spoke to oh no actually she fucking wrote it it's titled <clears throat> the system has failed people of all races i know from experience you, now she is white and blonde you d- you don't you know your And lives race. in the south like it's okay to just say that
0: you only have your own experience in fact that's better okay i'm i'm so
1: excited to hear yeah So Mm -hmm. Nikki and her husband met on the Nashville karaoke circuit. So Mm -hmm. karaoke in Nashville is huge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a chance for, like, really good singers to get spotted or noticed and then other people to just have fun. Sure. Um, And their story, like, how they met is very sweet. Um, He talked to her after she sang, complimented her voice. She, like, kind of downplayed it, and he, like, talked her up. She was immediately smitten with him. He was a little older. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she went to the bathroom, came back out, and he was gone. And she was like, well, I'm not done. Um, so she found him on Facebook mm. through, like, a like karaoke group and added him. He invited her out to karaoke that night. They had dinner. And so began a whirlwind romance. That's a nice little meet cute. Yeah. Her quote about him is, Ben made me feel beautiful and special. Aw, that's nice. He proposed during karaoke about six months after they met. Oh, shit. So it was, like, it was that's fast. A, that's quick. But, like, sometimes if you meet somebody and you know, you just fucking know. Yeah. They spent every single day together. No. They were inseparable. Why do I feel like
0: <laughs> this is leading to a tragedy? So
1: she heard a story one day. About a couple that were abducted and murdered and it changed her mindset. Mm-hmm. And she decided that she needed more than pepper spray. Sure. And started working on getting a concealed carry license. Now, that's fair. That's totally fair. That's totally valid. And Ben mm-hmm. supported her. Yeah. Um, she said, it made me feel like I could stop someone from harming me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, Eventually, they did set up a mobile karaoke business because they were still going to karaoke a bunch. And he was like, "Hey, we could do this." Yeah, makes sense. They're both well, probably well known enough. Yeah, the they have a scene. lot of connections. Legit. Um, So he went out and bought all of the equipment that they needed, and they—oh, god, probably a lot. Yeah, when you're private Speakers, like that, you just like provide all your own—the yeah. mixers, microphones, everything, Not all cheap. of the soundtracks. Oh God, yeah, like yeah, it, the music, yeah, a laptop to run it on, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so they started their first night. They were at a bar about thirty-five miles outside of downtown Nashville. So like outside of like the glitz and glam of Nashville karaoke, but like still decent, sure. Um, they were very charismatic. Like Ben was extremely charming and. I mean, he, kind. he won her
0: over just by being like, "Hey, you're a good yeah. singer." If somebody came up to one of us after karaoke <laughs> and
1: said that, we'd be like, "You need to get away, goodbye." Like he don't to be, touch me,
0: yeah. But get the fuck
1: away from and me. And like he was so graceful when like somebody would hit on Nicky, and he'd like spin it around to encourage them to like go sign up for another song. Sure, <laughs> get away from my wife. Yeah, but also like, hey, <laughs> thanks for business. Now fuck off. Being nice about it. Yep. Yeah. And then one day, this guy named Mike started coming to their karaoke gigs. I have a bad and feeling. He dedicated his first song to Nikki. Well, that's
0: inappropriate.
1: They <laughs> thought he was a tourist, didn't think anything of it. Sure, see him like, once. Whatever. But then he kept coming back.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. So they're
1: like, all right, you live around here. We're going to make the best of this. She, like, wasn't concerned about it. Um, she described him as quiet, a little emotionally stunted, and a loner. But, like, it was fine. I'm so it's surprised. It's fine. <laughs> ben was really nice to him, took him under his wing, started introducing him to some of the other regulars at karaoke. Um, they ended up introducing him to one of their friends that came to karaoke all the time. Mm-hmm. And while he, Mike, was really quiet around Nikki, he was, like, talking this girl's ear off. And then, like, asked her out and she turned him down. Unsurprising. Sure. (sighs) So, a month after the first meeting of Mike, she's working around the clock. Like, she was still working at a college full-time and then doing karaoke at night and, like, three times a night during the week at, like, in downtown Nashville And then also on the weekends, getting up at 6 a.m. to go to work and then being up until 1 or 2 a.m. doing karaoke. That's a ton of work. Yeah, for sure. And then also trying to find time to continue her training with her handgun for her permit. Mm -hmm. Um, So because she was working at a college and also then running karaoke in like restaurants and bars that serve alcohol, they were gun-free zones. So she couldn't bring her weapon with her. Sure. So she had to leave it in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. Which she, I, she didn't like, but also, that's... I
0: understand from her perspective, like, she's not there to drink. She's there to work, and feeling safe is important, but also, like, that, yeah, I understand why bars don't like guns in. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Bars have know. security. Yeah. Like... For a reason. Right. Um, So... Because it's a bigger city, tipping during karaoke gigs is pretty normal, especially if you are in a very populated bar. You don't think your song is going to get played anytime soon. You give them a $10 bill. Your song miraculously comes up in the next couple songs. That makes sense. Well, Mike was back and gave her a $100 bill. That's too much of that. Yes. She just really thought that he just really wanted to sing a lot that night. <laughs> Nick She's Hunter. trying so hard to not read into she, it. She is really purposefully not reading into it. <laughs> yeah. Then the next day he sent her a Facebook friend request. Mm. And she added him because she adds a lot of her clients that reach out to her and add her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, when I was massively bar hopping when I was in college... I had almost the entire staff of a bar on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, like sure. you just, you get to know people and you get to know people on a personal level. Sure. Yeah. And if, it just, it, yeah. If this story wasn't being done on here, yeah. I would think like, it, yeah, nothing of not it that crazy. Yeah. yeah. I've had a karaoke DJs before. Yeah. 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 I went to Perkins with one once. It was. <laughs> Um, but then he started messaging her at first. It was tame. It was really tame. It always typical starts tame, doesn't it? customer interaction. Mm-hmm. She was very polite back because this is her business, right? A few weeks after the first message, things started to escalate. Telling her that she was attractive and giving her compliments, she still didn't think anything of it because people hit on her all the time. She is attractive. She is white. She is blonde. In Tennessee, she's not thinking she that can this sing. Is- different than no. other
0: people who hit just on her. just a kind of a thing that women deal with sometimes Yep,
1: sure and she kept her husband in the loop on all of it he was reading the messages sure knew what was going on she wasn't trying to hide it from him. no it, just like look
0: at this weirdo <laughs> yeah it was just
1: like hey she was polite back to him tried to very gently shut him down without like being firm about it sure but around december of 2008 his messages escalated again don't it always you know, uh-huh. <laughs> asking if her husband had left yet, left the house or left her well <laughs> she responded with "No, why are you asking? Yeah, good question. He messaged, is not he too old for you? Don't you want to have children? You know it's okay to make a mistake uh. buddy yeah no so at this point she can't be nice about it anymore right that's that's straight up fucking blatantly rude so she very firmly sets him straight and then blocks him good good
0: <laughs> this is why escalations happen this is why people don't just start off with the the bullshit because nope. they know nope. they're gonna get blocked. a slow
1: build yep well actually before she blocked him she like tried to verbally shut him down, and then he started like cutting her down, like her appearance. Oh, of course. Like just tearing her to pieces. Like, no, you aren't pretty. Like, you're ugly. Your nose is crooked. Like all of this shit. And then she blocked him. What a red pillar,
0: <laughs> Jesus! I learned that negging sometimes works. <laughs> I, oh, I, I left my fedora
1: here last. Yep. Ink. Yep. God, thank you, my lady. Right? So, it's about a month. She hasn't seen or heard from him after that whole exchange. And then he just shows up at karaoke again, like, nothing happened. Claimed the messages were from someone else. I think he said an ex of his who was trying to get back at him. Good Christ. Like, that's not even a good one. Like, apologized to Ben. And Ben gave him the benefit of the doubt. Just like, okay, don't let it happen again. That's But, like, he was on notice. <laughs> ben is a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Like so that. a couple months later, mm. April 2nd of 2009, her alarm went off at 6 a.m. And she had this overwhelming feeling in her gut that told her she just wanted to spend the day with her husband.
0: I don't like the sound of this so at all. So
1: she trusted her gut. And she spent the day with Ben. She called in sick to work. He was doing some side projects, renovating a house for somebody. So she went with him to help him renovate the house for the day. Mm-hmm. They had a really nice time. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, oh I'm glad
0: that this was a nice day. I don't like that this was a nice day for the fact that you're mentioning it.
1: And then that night they went to karaoke because uh-huh. they had a gig uh-huh. at Johnny's Bar uh-huh. around... p.m. She got... I don't like your face right now. uh,
0: (laughs) She got another
1: feeling that, like, something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And then Mike came in. Well, he's not right, so fair. So, Ben was talking to Mike while Nikki went to go get the bar manager to be like, hey, this guy can't be in here He's harassed me online. He needs to go. This is the first time that she's just like, you know what? No, she just has a bad gut feeling. Yep. Mm. So she's explaining it. She gestures out, but Ben's sitting alone at the table now because Mike went and got went to the bathroom, is what Ben said. So he comes out. Bar manager and the bouncer are like, "Hey, you need to go." Nikki is in the hallway away from everything kind of hiding. Cause like he was obviously looking for her. Sure. But she's trying to stay out of sight, stay low, just get this dealt with. Ben was reminding her like, Hey, leave it to the bar staff. This is their responsibility. This is what they do. Right. Yeah. Literally their job. Yeah. So he starts to turn like he's leaving Emily. And then he pulls a gun and he shoots Ben multiple times.
0: Oh my God. I knew he was nice because he was going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
1: Um, so bar patrons take Mike down, get the gun away from him. Nikki comes out, is trying to help her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, she's quoted as saying, I just remember hearing screaming and screaming and screaming, and then I realized the screaming was coming from me. From her. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, she got angry. Like, once the police arrived, mm-hmm. they had him cuffed. They were starting to escort him out, and she was ready to kill him. Uh, like, she yeah. wanted to just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I Yeah. Once the shock yeah. recedes just enough. Yeah. Um, they ended up... Finding in his trunk two more guns, a baseball bat, binoculars, gloves, rope, and a knife, like like he, he was yeah, if he hadn't have just killed him right there he would he would have taken her somewhere, yeah, yeah, like if they hadn't asked him to leave, he would have waited until they left the bar yeah it was this was for her yeah, he was going
0: to take her yeah, he's not gonna bind Ben, no, no, oh my god,
1: Jesus so. That is all, very sad. Yeah, that is oh heartbreaking. Like that is devastating. They sound like they had a really lovely marriage. She loved him. Like when she still like talks about him, you can see how much she still loves him. Mm-hmm. That is uh, very sad. Genuinely, yeah. that is heartbreaking. And I feel for her. And unfortunately, her stalker is still writing her letters from prison. For real? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. That's awful. Professing his love for her, like all sorts of like, what my fucked God. up shit. All the screws
0: that need to be loose. Yeah, that is awful.
1: Which then puts her in fear of like, whenever he's released, he's not done. Should be never. This was should be never, but also murder. like, this is. This is America. This is America. He's a white male. Mm. I started at this point, like, kind of digging into it because I knew, I knew at this time, like, the first time I saw this, like, she was a guns rights activist. Mm -hmm. Because the big thing that she believes, like, wholeheartedly is that if she had had her gun, this wouldn't have happened. She could have stopped him. Yeah. In a crowded bar. Mm Mm-hmm with the manager and the bouncer kind of in between her and the line of sight again in a crowded bar Mm -hmm. with a reaction time of next to nothing. Mm -hmm. Like she probably would have killed him after. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no, but she wouldn't have saved Ben. Mm
0: -hmm. Like there's, I'm shocked that he didn't hit multiple other people while while shooting It, it was then. at close range. It was at very yeah. close range. Still, like that's fucking Yeah. that's what happens. But I in a way, in some ways I can understand like the guilt of that and like needing to grasp on right. something of like I could have done something. I and should have been, been allowed been to her do something. And fear
1: and why she got a gun. Right. It's because these things happen in America and while she never wanted it to happen to them, she wanted to be ready. Right. In case anything did. And in her mind, like, the law made it so she wasn't allowed to be ready. Right. And so she blames the law, and she says she's a victim of gun control because her husband died.
0: I, I'm sorry, you are nobody's victim except for Mike's. Yeah. He, he is the one like who Like, the man this.
1: who stalked you and killed your husband and is still sometimes terrorizing you through letters is the man you need to be mad at. Right. Like, gun control is there because what if she had pulled a gun and ended up shooting the manager? Because fear, an unsteady hand, adrenaline, tunnel vision, like,
0: Mm -hmm. straight up
1: trauma. it's, It's
0: impossible to know what could have happened. Right. And, and dwelling on that and making your worldview around what could have happened in a yeah. situation is, is a rough way to go. He should not have had, Mike should not have had a gun in no, that bar. and he had it illegally. Of
1: course he did. Which, then it's like, why are you mad at gun control? He got the gun illegally. <laughs> which is what gun control is trying to prevent. Right. Like he should not, clearly this was not a person. Right. Who should be allowed to have guns in the first place. Exactly. Maybe
0: he's never offended before and we wouldn't have known that regardless. Maybe that's the case, but the, he got the gun illegally, so he didn't want to go through legal avenues. There's a reason for that. Yep. And also somebody didn't do their job by allowing him in the bar with the gun. He could have just not even had a gun in the bar. Right. Like that's the law. <laughs> she was following it, and he wasn't. and that's that's not the law's fault. That's still just Mike's fault and whoever didn't check his ass for a gun. <laughs> like this that yeah, that's, ooh. I, I feel
1: really bad for her. I do too, but like she's taken this and she's become this conservative poster child and like is quoted as saying like Joe Biden is going to take your guns away. And is just like spreading all of this fucking rhetoric Ugh. that is so destructive and so damaging and claiming that she is a victim of the system and that she understands what everyone else is going through. When it's like your situation is unique. Yeah. Like your trauma is unique. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody's trauma is unique. Exactly. So it's like, I don't expect her to understand my trauma as a black person. Right. Right. Just like I don't pretend to understand her trauma of losing her husband and watching him die in front of her. Right. That's that's, At the hands of her stalker. That's awful. It's
0: impossible to understand. It's horrific. Literally had that exact same thing happen. Yeah. But like, yeah, then going about and saying, like, writing articles where it's like, oh, it fails people of all races. It's like, honey, you have your experience. You have no one else's experience. You are allowed to be
1: angry for the
0: rest of your life if you want to be.
1: But like, like, you don't get to make it about other people. The quotes on the back of her book of like reviews from people. Like, she had Mm-mm-mm-mm. former sheriff of Milwaukee, Mr. Trashman, <laughs> Trasherson, David Clark. No. Reviewed her book. Um, what's his name? Alan, Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation, who is a trash human, <laughs> also um, reviewed shot. her book. <laughs> a couple other people that are like very conservative, right wing. Guns right activists were like, oh, this is a this is a perfect example of why you should be able to carry your weapon everywhere you go. No,
0: it's an example of why this man shouldn't have been able to get a gun. So it's (laughs) like,
1: could you imagine in Tennessee, Tennessee? Uh, A lot of people have guns in Tennessee.
0: Sure. Yeah. So let's
1: say people are allowed in that bar with guns. Fifteen people pull guns. A lot of people are getting shot. People don't. People have been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of people don't have like the training to shoot
1: right. No. And (laughs) like good on her for doing the training. But like that's not, that's not the case for everyone. Mm -hmm. You can't control everyone. That's, that's chaos and you can't control chaos. Like there's entropy waiting to happen. And I'm just, it's just like, I feel really bad for her, but she makes me so mad. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, because she's using her platform for such a destructive thing.
0: Right. There's a lot of ways to use your platform, or to choose not to, as a survivor of something really horrific. And like we t- we talk about those people all the time who use their platforms to uh, to help others or to reach out or do they do speeches or they start charities or something. And and this woman has has taken a horrible tragedy and and made it about something she only understands through one lens.
1: Yeah. And like, she's spoken to Congress and, (laughs) (laughs) and at one point, like they were, her family was really concerned about her and she still had a firearm Mm -hmm. and her mental health wasn't great. Mm. And there are certain laws that can have your firearm taken away for a little while even temporarily yep. yes and i think i think it's the red yeah the red flag laws mm-hmm. to protect her yeah from herself and yeah. she found that as an infringement of her rights and she like felt it was a violation of her legal process and her due rights as a citizen of the united states and how dare somebody try and take her gun away? And she was fine, even though she is processing this huge trauma. You know, because it's her—it's her family and friends who were like, "Yeah, just, who were like, hey, maybe like, maybe you really shouldn't have a gun right now.'
0: There are, there are—I'm trying to remember where, but like the idea of like people who are suicidal having a gun versus not having a gun." You are so many times more likely to actually successfully commit suicide if you just have one, even if it's, it's one easier. that you don't think works anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just easier than doing. Like, you have to take a bunch of pills, or there's a, a lot of ways to do it, but it's all it's all harder than that. Yeah, and it all makes you think longer than that. Yep. and people and it takes tend, effort. Yeah, they tend to succeed and they tend to try less yep. <laughs> if there's just not a gun and maybe just. For if your friends and your family are looking yeah, at you. Yeah, and it's out
1: of concern. Mm-hmm.
0: In a way, I can sort of think in a brain that is not doing well. Yeah. Like, well, I didn't get to have my gun when this thing happened, and now you're saying I still can't have it. Yep. Like, that like, I Like, she's so focused
1: on, like, having the gun would have saved her husband. Right. And, like, that is, like, the only thing she sees, and that is the story that she has carried forward. Mm-hmm. It is the platform that she stands on.
0: She seems, yeah, It's. it feels like she's. she's really surviving this by focusing on on that yeah whereas like to me personally i think one one less gun in the situation would have actually solved it versus one more yep like there's there's just there's less entropy involved in that man should not have been allowed to get a gun yep they'll get hired now we have to be very now we have to be very careful with that only and i brought it up but my husband, even before we started this, did bring up that some gun control measures are inherently racist. Oh God, which is yeah. fair, because there yeah. are there are some things that would make you fail a background check, like drug related charges yep. that Black people are brought up disproportionately for. God, that would you know could then possibly stop them from getting a gun when they have they don't have any violent crimes on their record. But even
1: it's been proven, even if a Black person has a concealed carry permit, that doesn't. Make right. them safe. That's not yeah.
0: After the from fact, from the police. We, yeah, we might find that out, but they're already gone. Yeah, um,
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a lot. No, in the there's system. a it's... lot.
1: Yeah, the system is extremely flawed, and it needs it needs a genuine overhaul. But you know and who it I... needs to be rebalanced?
0: Yeah, I, I you know who I don't think has all the answers? Nikki? <laughs> no. <laughs> On the, Fox News, that's upsetting. To what's really shitty is just people. Being given a platform. Yeah. It's like, you know, if she had a blog or something, sure, Nikki. She does. They, I mean, of course, of course. But, like, sure, Nikki, like, the internet is a free place. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. You but- want to
1: spew your rhetoric on forums and in a book and on a website, like, fine. That's your prerogative. You can be to have those things happen, sure. But you go on national fucking television on they, a major news network. They give you that. Like they let you have that, and there's, like on her website, you can see when she's scheduled to be on Fox News again. Like it's coming up. I don't want to. <laughs> like I think she's even on like tonight or tomorrow. Oh no! Yeah. It, <sighs> and like, there's there's no there's no clean cut answers for any of this mm-hmm. because, like, the one thing she is correct about is the system is flawed. It's just not flawed for everyone. It's not flawed for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not. As much as she wants to try and spin that. For some people, it works exactly as it is intended to. Yep. For some people, it super doesn't work, either in their favor or super not in their favor. Mm -hmm. It's... Is it weird that I'm more sad than angry? No.
0: (laughs) I'm just genuinely pretty sad about it. Because I'm sad for her. But I'm also sad that for everybody who's ever had to like listen to her and who believes her. Right. Like without without having context of yeah. of anything else. Yeah. In their <laughs> little
1: Fox News bubble.
0: Right. <laughs> oh yeah, It's fine. Everything's fine. Hey, look, everything's fine. <laughs> Emily.
1: <laughs> we can't do
0: this. Ah! This is why sometimes I I all... guess <laughs> we took a break cuz of COVID. But sometimes we take a break because this makes us sad. <laughs> it's just so much. It's just so much. And, there's, and no, it, like, there's no easy fix for it. It doesn't stop being. Because so many people are stupid. <laughs> Look, um, we love you all very much. If you're here, um, you're great. And you're yeah. probably not stupid, no, <laughs> thank you so much. thank you. Yes, thank you honestly for bearing with us for our break, and thank you for being back. and we super appreciate your your time and your probable anger slash sadness <laughs> We're sorry,
1: and I mean, you know, there's been a lot of loss on a lot of levels, um so it's a lot to cope with it is it's hard, absolutely. Um, so make sure you're still connecting with people. Yeah. Even socially distanced. Do your best. Don't through zoom or whatever. Don't be like me and self isolate. Yes, please. Do. In your apartment. Don't we, <laughs> and then just assume everyone's
0: forgotten about you. It's a lot of people who are doing that thing. And yes, you're being safe, but also you're being not safe for your mental health. Yep. So like, don't totally isolate yourself. People still love you.
1: Suicide hotline, <laughs> yeah. 1-800-273-8255. They're available to chat online. I believe you can also text that number. Yeah. We have DMs. Yeah. We're not mental health professionals. No, please. So please oh, don't Jesus. come to us. We have enough of our own shit We're, <laughs> that um, um, we can't help you through your depression when we are also depressed. What we are is mental um, health issues havers. Yes. But
0: you know, we could say, like, bro, I get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you need you need, We can send to you a to... sick meme. Oh God! And who doesn't love a sick meme now yeah. and then? Sicks so, me through my day sometimes. Yeah. So thank you. For like a weird TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Taylor. Taylor. I, I, did you like it? <laughs> I sent only a TikTok early. Was it funny? <laughs> You're gonna go to Barcelona <laughs> during a punani? Punani? <laughs> I laughed so hard. Anyway, um, we love you all very much. Thank you so much, and don't forget your can. Of gasoline! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yay.